Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. National Outlet Shopping Day is back. Join us June 8th and 9th at Simon Premium Outlets nationwide. Score thousands of can't-miss deals from brands you love all weekend long. They've got up to 65% off every day. And the National Outlet Shopping Day deals are even better. Visit premiumoutlets.com slash NOSD to find a premium outlet near you. That's premiumoutlets.com slash NOSD. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Tommy Dreamer talk about AEW Dynamite Blood and Guts. We get into the almost hour-long Blood and Guts match, plus Adam Cole and MJF's relationship and their tag match. And, of course, what's going on with Jack Perry, your new FTW champion, and his victory over Hook. A lot to talk about right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Bully, you know, I know you talked a lot about this, obviously, last night on Busted Open After Dark, another great episode last night that you can hear each and every Wednesday immediately after Dynamite right here on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Bully, but... Uh, you know, top to bottom, what did you think? What do you th- what did you think of the story and some of the violence that we saw in that match last night? It's a car crash. It was an entertaining car crash. It served its purpose. It did what it needed to do. Um, I did hear feedback on After Dark and on social media about the the finish being a bit underwhelming, and I guess they were most fans were looking for this big crash and burn or this moment or this something i had no problem with the the bucks choking out wheeler uter with the chain um you know anything goes in this type of match this war games uh esque match and if you guys remember i think it was the very first war games what was the finish of the very first war games ever didn't like one of the road warriors pick up like Arn or Tully or even JJ and put him in like a reverse hangman and choked him out. I I, I think it was, I'm sure I'll be corrected if I'm wrong because it's been a while since I watched that. They gave him the belly to back. They gave him the belly to back with the chain and he dislocated his shoulder for real. And then uh, I think they jacked him up like that as well. JJ, right? I think it was JJ. One yeah, of the road warriors choked out JJ. Whatever it was, like it, it. I remember the first war games. How you know there was a choke out for the finish. Same thing as last night. You know the Bucks put the chain around Wheeler's neck. They're they're cranking back on it. He passes out. I don't know what people would have been waiting for. Are you waiting for somebody to get thrown off the top of the cage? Are you waiting for somebody to get lit on fire? Are you waiting for that bed of nails to be driven somebody's heart 
it, it made sense. I had no problem with it. The, the one aspect of the match that I, I was scratching my head about was when Moxley came in the cage. Moxley comes in, and the first thing he does is go for a fork. He pulls out the fork, and he starts repeatedly sticking it in Kenny's head. And then he goes over to Hangman and repeatedly sticks it in Hangman's head. Now, Dave, if I came over your house and I took some of Violetta's fine china and I took her one of her forks and stuck it in your head, what do you think would happen to your head? It would start uh, bleeding for sure everywhere. Neither Kenny Omega nor Hangman Page were bleeding from a fork to the head. That was odd. Very odd. Yes, I would agree. Uh, so, like, I like I, I almost thought that was a subliminal fu by John Moxley to everybody who who has complained about the 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 the, the blood huh. in Moxley matches. Interesting. I never, I didn't take it that way, but that's an interesting uh, theory. I don't, I don't know what else to think because if I was involved in the match, or if I was the agent on the match, and I knew Moxley was coming in with a fork, and nobody was going to bleed, and nobody was going to bleed. That is a major disconnect for me. I don't understand it. I mean, I'm not going to harp on it, but I'm going to point it out because psychologically, it just doesn't make sense. You're sticking a fork in somebody's head. So, other than that, I enjoyed the, um, I enjoyed that swinging thing that Pac did into the double foot stomp through the table. Um, all of the glass that was involved. It's a glorified. It's a glorified weapons in a cage match. Uh, Impact kind of invented this match years and years ago where it's, you know, it's not the double cage. It was the single cage with all the weapons in it. They gave them an hour, plenty of time for everybody to get in there, do their stuff, tell their little stories. Um, I, and, th and that's it. And, and they came out of there with a couple of stories moving forward and, We'll see what happens. And I and I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that as well, bully, because a lot of times when we see matches like that, it's usually like a blow off, and that's the end of a feud. In the situation here, there's a couple of different stories that are being told coming out of that match last night. Obviously, involving Don Callis with you know um, Takashita, and then obviously with Pac as well. Like there's some really good stories coming out of that match last night. I mean, how they follow up on these stories remains to be seen. I'm, I don't have a lot of faith in AEW when it comes to following up on stories. They seem very hit or miss. So we'll see next week on Dynamite or maybe on Rampage or Collision this Friday and Saturday how they follow up what we saw at the end of Blood and Guts. You, you know, Bull, that's an in another interesting thing you just said because – um, the one th in my notes after that, after that show was over, I wrote something down that I've never written down when it came to AEW and that is episodic television. It finally feels like we're getting a little bit of that from dynamite. We've been talking about it for the last few weeks, you know, a little bit of sports entertainment. Obviously you're getting that with Cole and MJF and we'll get into that, uh, in a little bit here on busted open. Uh, but you are seeing more feuds, Jungle Boy and Hook. We're seeing that. Obviously, that's going to be an even more of a story being told, especially with Jungle Boy holding that championship title. 
but I feel bully we're getting more episodic television with AEW, a lot more storytelling, a lot more sports entertainment, and some cliffhangers that make you want to tune in the next week. And coincidentally, this is happening happening right around the same time as Jimmy Jacobs became a part of uh, AEW. I had mentioned this um, a couple of weeks ago that I think Jimmy is maybe has some influence on how these stories are continuing week to week or the cliffhangers. I'm enjoying what's going on with Hook and Jungle Boy. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the Adam Cole and MJF tag match. Um, Actually, if I had to pick from last night, what I enjoyed the most because of what I saw in front of my face and where they have to go is Jungle Boy and Hook. Because now that Jungle Boy has that FTW championship, Taz is going to be pissed. We're going to, the people will be behind Hook to see him try to get this championship back for his dad or for himself. So I'm digging that. Overall, I thought last night was an entertaining show. And I do have to give, uh, before I forget, I got to give props to. Oh, geez, I wrote it down. I don't want to forget the referee's name. Um, Paul Turner. In the opening match between Jungle Boy and Hook, they did a spot to the outside. Uh, I believe that Hook gave Jungle Boy a belly-to-belly-esque suplex off of the apron to the floor. Paul Turner jumped out of the ring. He asked Hook if he was okay. He asked Jungle Boy if he was okay. Both guys responded, and then Paul Turner slid right back in the ring, and he started to count. That is exactly what I am talking about when it comes to tightening the screws with the referees. I have no problem with the referee jumping out and making sure both men or both women are conscious and can continue the match, but then get right back in the ring and do your job as a referee and count because the match could end in a double count out, which is a very, you know, which has happened in wrestling yep. before. Absolutely. So I definitely saw Paul Turner make an effort in doing a better job refereeing last night. If I'm going to come on this show and I'm going to talk about the poor refereeing in AEW, well, then I'm also going to come on this show and put it over when I see improvements and they do a good job. Yeah, and Paul Turner's one of the best, not just in AEW, but in the world of wrestling. I'm a big fan of Paul Turner. And Tommy, that blood and guts, again, you know, just about an hour, a lot of storytelling coming out, a lot of innovative things that I may have never seen before. You know, uh, so all in all, I mean, not just a very good dynamite, but I thought Blood and Guts was a good representation of that show last night. I really also like how AEW has made their own Hell in a Cell or War Games, made it special and made it unique to AEW. I enjoyed the top of the cage almost having a platform. And when the wrestlers went up there, were able to do moves. I love the opening of the cage where, uh, Matt Jackson made it rain tax. I yep. thought that was brilliant. And into the double backdrop. Um, I enjoyed that because also for branding um, purposes, that the fact that they do it once a year is really, really makes it special. 
Uh, I think they did an excellent job in the, in the what, four years of existence of AEW to make this match mean something. And like, you know, to Bully's point where you don't always have to fall off the top of a cage. You don't always need to, you know, do these certain things. They did a uniqueness within the match, within the parameters of what they had in matches like that. There aren't a whole lot of parameters, but the people of Boston really, really enjoyed it. It was a packed house. Like I said, it was, uh, everybody was on their feet. Uh, Bully and I, I mean, we did our tables match there. We wanted to go all out because we know how much that crowd enjoys it from our days of ECW. And, uh, but all the men delivered in that match. It was a great job. And like you said, going forward, now Don Callis and, and has, Pac has an issue. Don Callis has an issue. Um, you know, now the BCC could probably turn babyface, which they kind of were, um, and go after Don. So you don't immediately have to still do Kenny and Takshida. I mean, there's a lot of places you to go. And plus we have uh, Kota Ibushi. You know, they said he's going to return. He got an insane reaction uh, when he came out. And, and that's kudos to the AEW audience to know like who he is, all that stuff. It was, uh, it was great. I really did enjoy it. Yeah. And, Ibushi's and entrance was a little reminiscent of Jeff Hardy though. When he de debuted back in AEW, I mean, there was no sense of urgency, which is kind of what I didn't understand. He's coming out and he's soaking his entire entrance in. Meanwhile, he's the last entrant for the babyface team who are getting their asses kicked in the cage. And here he is basking in the, in the cheers and the applause of the people. A little bit of a disconnect. This is first AEW entrance. No it one's does it, it, yeah, Well, you know what? Then you should have picked a bit better day to, to make your entrance and bask in the glow because last night wasn't the right time. Or maybe be the first entrant. Um, uh, but a couple of things before we move on, and I want to get to the nation because we have already have a ton of callers, and I want to talk to some fans that were in Boston for that show to get a feel of what that crowd was like last night because on TV, they came across great. You know, I was on with you guys. I called in about Monday Night Raw and how great that Raw crowd was in Atlanta. That crowd in Boston last night was hot as well. Just a, a fun time to be a pro wrestling fan. Go ahead, Bully. Uh, Eddie, big boss man, Eddie Brasilli called in last night because he was in the arena for blood and guts and the way he described the crowd wasn't necessarily what I heard, Dave. And, I, and I've been hearing some audio issues with AEW lately, like the highs and the lows. Uh, like when, when Jungle Boy first came out last night, I almost felt like there was a very dull reaction to them meanwhile eddie said in the arena they were booing him out of the building so i i i i think i hope um um aew can fix those audio issues because i think it's very important for the home audience to be uh able to hear exactly what's going on in that arena i think the wwe worked out their little issues with the dom situation because now we're hearing those very, very audible, loud boos where they can't even pick up Dom's voice on the microphone anymore. It's so loud in there. So um, what we heard at home, which sounded pretty good, according to Eddie, was off the charts live. Well, I want, listen, I want to, that's a okay. problem across the board, man. It, it happened. It, it happened in impact. I mean, you were there. We had Gia Miller on yesterday. She was like, it was deafening. And then I don't know how it came across to the audience. But and that's just a that's just a, an audio thing. It has to do with building acoustics. There's so many different issues uh, to get that. 
because even um, I watched this week's show and I'm like, man, the announcers are so loud and the crowd was insane for a lot of this stuff. And there I can't hear them as well. That Those are audio issues that for somehow, for some reason, I mean, this is an ongoing thing forever. I mean, think of also the ECW arena. It would be deafening and it didn't always come across that way on television. Cody Khan's got a gazillion dollars. He can work on his audio issues. We had no money. No, I hear you. WWE's got billions too. This is former UFC champion, Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a Sirius XM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on Sirius XM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. National Outlet Shopping Day is back. Join us June 8th and 9th at Simon Premium Outlets nationwide. Score thousands of can't-miss deals from brands you love all weekend long. They've got up to 65% off every day. And the National Outlet Shopping Day deals are even better. Visit premiumoutlets.com NOSD to find a premium outlet near you. That's premiumoutlets.com NOSD. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. I love Mint Mobile because I save a ton of money. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for more details. I love that dance. So first and foremost, Bully, you said it. The fans were entertained. The fans are on their feet. They're dancing. They're cheering everybody. They're booing Sammy. You know, they're booing Daniel Garcia. I loved MJF kept grabbing the ref's arm to make sure he didn't ring the bell because they wanted to continue the dances. And then obviously, 
Adam Cole, he's much better at wrestling than he is at dancing. Uh, he's much better at playing video games than he is at dancing. That was like, the, even the crowd was like, all right, cut it, Adam. That, that's good. That's enough. What, what, what do you think Britt Baker was thinking at that moment? Watching those pelvic thrusts. Uh, you know what? She, you know, being that she loves her man, she may have been excited, or she may, or she have may have been downright embarrassed. <laughs> oh man, that was something else. Um, I, if you, you know what? I always go in a different direction when when all three of us are on the same page. I like to go in a different direction. If there's somebody out there who didn't like the dance-off in the match, I'd love to hear from them and tell yes. us why. Yeah, and you know what? Like, we've always talked about AEW really was after the hardcore fan, you know? I, I'm i not a big fan of too much levity, you know? I'm I'm a hardcore fan, you know that. That's that's my wheelhouse. But when it's done right and it makes you laugh, that, laugh out, there were at least two or three legitimate times when I was watching that show last night that I laughed out loud. If I'm being entertained, you can't complain. And I, and to your point, boy, I can't see, and Tommy, I can't see somebody watching that show last night and not being entertained because I tell you what, the 10,000 fans that were in that arena last night in Boston sure as hell looked entertained. Like I said earlier, it gave you everything that you wanted. Uh, it was, it was exactly that uh, entertaining. Even that commentary, that, that, soundbite that we got there jericho playing up his role shivani playing his role um you know because i know he doesn't like mjf and i know he's not a big fan of adam cole because he loves Britt baker like there's yeah. so many different like levels to all of that it was it was so so entertaining and my favorite ever dance off uh, i could watch it on peacock I actually don't watch it on peacock because paul erased it was when the public enemy danced off with two cold Scorpio and the Sandman busted out and Joey styles, like it was the end thing for the commercial, why you had to buy the videotape and the Sandman dances in the ECW arena. And when Sandman took it over, like I remember it was like uh, rock or rock actually took a bump from Sandman because of how good Sandman was dancing. Everybody knows Scorpio can dance uh, it was just so entertaining, and I had those same vibes. It took me back a long, long time because it was just – it was brilliantly done. It really was. Those guys all busted their ass. Dave, think about this. In even the most serious of serious Ric Flair matches, what would you get at least once every match? The face plant. And what type of reaction would you get from the people? They, they would all have fun with it. They were all entertained. They loved it. You know, like, even if it was Flair Steamboat, Flair Dusty, you always got the face bump. He always exaggerated it a little bit and made it entertaining. Just a touch of levity. And Bully, you just said it, Flair and Steamboat. You know, those three matches from 89 are like the holy grail, right? That's Those are the matches that everybody talks about. Championship matches are always compared to Flair and Steamboat. And even those matches had that touch of levity from Ric Flair. I mean, that's what this business is all about. That's why it's professional wrestling. You got to understand that. Go ahead, Tommy. When he would go for his finishing hold, the figure four, he would pull the leg, either say, now we go to school, grab the leg, do a nice little Ric Flair strut dance, and then 
either because he took the time to go woo to entertain the people when he made the turn small package because he took the eye, uh, his eye off the prize or when he would hook it as a baby face and then the guy would, but he would do that little quick little dance and the people would react and then he'd hook his figure four place would erupt. And a lot of times he'd win with it. Yeah. No, you're right. Dave, and- I've told the story before ring of honor dreamer and bully versus the Briscoes on uh, in New York city, Hammerstein ballroom in an extreme, <clears throat> you know, street fight or whatever the hell the match was called middle of the match me and dreamer whip out lightsabers because it was the release of a star wars on that day place went crazy took out the lightsabers did a little something with them got rid of the lightsabers and that's it if you know what the hell you're doing out there you know where to place the levity and the dancing last night was totally fine where it was placed because it was the heels that challenged the baby faces and, and you also and, know it worked when the guys are like Sammy's going for his springboard to get super kicked. And you heard the people will be like, oh, oh, when your physicality is working, when you have him at, you know, it's working. It, it's that simple. You And when people are like, oh, I don't want to do that or not feeling the levity, that's because you're a mark for yourself. And, and if, you if I'm, know I'm how sorry, to do it right, and you, when you know how to do it right, it adds to your match. It takes your match, all different emotions. You want to go to a a movie. You want to, even if it's a horror movie, you want to have those moments where you're like, oh my God, what did they just do? Imagine you never watched AEW before and you're skimming through the channels. And just as you landed on TBS, you saw Adam Cole thrusting his hips like he snorted two five-hour energies and was hanging out with uh, Dr. Britt Baker. Baker. I mean, I'd stop to see what he was thrusting his hips all about. I'd be intrigued if I was just a casual viewer who'd never seen it before. Yep. I'd, I'd be intrigued if I saw all the blood in the blood and guts match. I mean, that's what that AEW needs to, and we've said this before, needs to attract new eyes. That is their number one biggest thing they have to do we already know tony khan probably knows all eight hundred and fifty thousand people by name who view dynamite every single wednesday because that's their target number now yeah, about you, 850 and and again bully you have your hardcore audience that hardcore audience is not going to go anywhere they're loyal they love the brand. They love AEW. You're not going to lose them. This this is only going to attract new fans. And honestly, I think it's actually going to make their hardcore fan base want to tune in every week. Again, episodic TV. All right, this was I saw a great match. That was a great match. But what's going to make you tune in the next week? It can't just be the fantasy booking. It can't just be the great wrestling. There's got to be a story and there's got to be some cliffhangers that make you want to stay. And I think AEW has got a winning formula right now that I know I'm enjoying. And we'll see, as you said, Bully, if it attracts a bit of a bigger audience. But again, it's going to take time. But you're never going to lose that hardcore audience. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports, NFL, 
baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. You were talking about, um, you know, with Hook and losing that FTW championship. When right immediately after that, they had the camera on the announce table and Taz was like, get this camera out. Like, what are you doing? Why do you have a, I'm not very happy about being filmed right now after that react. I love the way uh, that he, that Taz reacted after that match last night. Absolutely. And it was just enough of him, not too much where the focus goes on him. What do you guys want to see? Um, jungle boy do with this ftw championship do you want to see him defend it do you want to see him hold you know holding it uh, having it around his waist to throw in taz and hook's face every uh every week do you want to see him destroy it what would you like to see done with the ftw championship tommy uh i think jungle boy will actually give it more credibility um they talked about how it was a you know outlaw more thing credibility else. than me brother i like when uh taz uh, they had shivani talk about it and then taz add to it because obviously taz knows the most about it because he invented the belt um but jungle boy if he's the way he is presents it just like i said with dom mysterio that north american title is the biggest thing in the world right now uh to the person holding it that would be dom mysterio same with um jungle boy that's the biggest title that and it is also the fu to the world of wrestling that doubted him as a performer i would use channel all of that i would channel everyone that doubted him said shit about him i would uh shove it up their ass because of what you said because it is your fault he turned heel not his i'm that same person that worked my ass off for you but yet you turned on me um my i i forgot it was a big part too when I was talking about exhausting a crowd, letting things settle. If you also remember what happened after we're seeing the face with MJF, FTR's music hits, which always gets erected. Then we have a stare down for that, which sets up next week. There was just all these moments where you think it's over and then it's like, oh my God, there's more. Uh, brilliant, brilliant in how it was executed uh, throughout the show. Um, Back to uh, the caller, you have to take broadcast breaks. That is mandated by the network. And if you don't do it, you're not on. So you have to do stuff like that. And then the pitcher and pitcher is actually not really called pitcher and pitcher, but um, that's what you know we, we normally call it as. It's something called the playback something um, where you're watching it uh, in, in those boxes. They changed the name. I don't know why, um, but those you have a lot of times that you're allowed to do those in your broadcast as well as then you have to just go direct to commercial and just make people show it as well as when there's broadcast you then also have your local commercials and where they'll be plugged in as opposed to your national commercials there's that's above AEW's stuff and then it's like okay where you let me know when we're doing it and I have to put it in Okay, makes make, that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of money involved. You know, Bully, to answer your question about that FTW championship and what Jack Perry might do to it, don't forget, he said, you know, that this isn't a real championship. This isn't even a sanctioned championship. So 
I'm wondering if he's going to destroy it or do damage to it or treat it like, you know, uh, that I always said about like when Naito had that um, New Japan Intercontinental Championship. He didn't care about the Intercontinental Championship. He wanted the World Championship. So he would drag it on the ground. He would throw it around. I would actually love to see that from Jack Perry. Like when we see him next way next week, not around his waist, not holding it up in the air, but dragging it behind him. Like that championship means nothing to him. I like that idea because that forces Taz to have to watch and not in a traditional way. It's not Jack Perry just dangling the championship in front of Taz. He's actually not even paying attention to Taz, not even looking at Taz, just completely disrespecting the championship that Taz created, thus enraging Taz. And trust me, brother, it's a shoot. But, I would but, go the opposite route and use my Hollywood connections and use that I'm a big time uh, player in the industry. I would get some lawyers and I would have the title recognized by AEW. That's where I would make, go to make it make even it, bigger. Make it an actually uh, an actual sanctioned uh, championship title in AEW. It's not a they bad. They got a lot of them. Why not add another? Yeah, I, you know what? It's not a bad idea. I kind of like it. Him just like because what's worse. You know, you're looking at this championship that's, you know, represents you. Like, as you said, boy, Taz, like when you think of that FTW championship, you think of chat, you think of Taz. So how about he not only does he win it, he beats your son to win that championship and he doesn't give a shit about it. It means nothing to him. So this title that meant so much to Taz and meant so much to his son, it means absolute shit to Jack Perry. Like that could be an interesting storyline subplot. Especially when Taz debuted that championship, he pulled it out of that like velvet, you know, uh, soft case that he has had it in. You know, he cares about that's the word Taz cares about that championship. Thus, Jack Perry won't care about it at all, which should make Taz even more mad. That should spill over to hook. And then we'll see where we go, we go from there. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. National Outlet Shopping Day is back. Join us June 8th and 9th at Simon Premium Outlets Nationwide. Score thousands of can't-miss deals from brands you love all weekend long. They've got up to 65% off every day. And the National Outlet Shopping Day deals are even better. Visit premiumoutlets.com slash NOSD to find a premium outlet near you. That's premiumoutlets.com slash NOSD.